back with another episode of Coffee Contracts and Cocktails. We are your hosts, Jess, Corey, Pat, and of course, Dino Molly. Judy, but Judy. Already falling asleep. Yep, already falling asleep on this episode, which is totally fun. Um, so today, we're, we're going to change it up. We wanted to change it up. Uh, actually, an idea based off of, I don't know, the name of the podcast. We should probably be a little more relevant to, to our title. So, we picked out a coffee of the week. It's the coffee that I'm currently drinking. We didn't pick it out. I picked it out. It's a coffee that I'm drinking. Cameron's Vanilla Hazelnut. Mm-mm. Boy, when I drink it in the morning, do I feel like a less grumpy person. Not an ad. <laughs> not an ad. Not sponsored. <laughs> it's not sponsored. No, they didn't pay us to say that. Uh, that's just the current coffee that I'm drinking. It's actually really nice. I like to drink <clears> it just straight. I don't like putting creamer or sugar or adding anything to it. Um, it's it's actually not bad on its own. You've had it on its yeah. own as is. Yeah. And it's not bad. It has a nice aroma to it. Um, pretty smooth. doesn't have a lot of bite or bitterness to it. Like your typical, like... Other brands. I should say other brands. This is a flavored coffee, so it's a good flavored coffee for myself for the <clears throat> for the fall and winter times. That's the coffee of the week. Cameron's. For the cheap ones. I mean, I don't know. It's like ten bucks for that bag. It's like six bucks for full. If you want so. to sponsor us, you are welcome <laughs> to send us a message. Yeah, no, I love coffee, so uh, we will be reviewing coffee every week. Um, <clears throat> this is just currently the brand that I was drinking, so I started freaking out because uh, we had the snow, and then I was like, am I going to have enough coffee to make it through this apparent snowpocalypse? Oh yeah, no I am, because I live within walking distance of a Schnucks, so. Uh, which then, speaking of Schnucks, Schnucks, one of the brothers has his house listed for sale. Stop. Bada bing. And then leads us into real estate. But before we get to real estate, fun fact of the day. And what is that? <laughs> fun fact of the day. How many, how many licks does it take to get to the center of a lollipop? Tootsie oh, Pop. Tootsie Pop. We're going to crush the wonder that's out in the world. I don't like that there's an answer to this. The commercial is what it is forevermore. <laughs> Too bad. Scientists did it. I'm assuming... Maybe just bored people. Uh, 142.18 licks to get to the center of a Tootsie Roll Pop. So the owl is no rel- no longer relevant. He didn't know. This is bull. Fun prize for anybody that can tell us what one-eighth of a lick is. <laughs> Point yeah. one eight. Point one eight of a lick. Yeah. Can you tell us what 18 hundredths of a lick is? I don't know. I have no idea. But, yeah, like a, like a, like a Molly, like, just like trying to lick your hand, get your attention. Yeah, so, yep, oh, there, there, it is. there it is. There it is. It's not a full. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, oh, hello. But today, uh, so we're going to talk about uh, real estate wise closing and possession, keys, uh, when you can actually get into the house. How does that, what, what the hell does that day look like? Because that is really what everybody cares about. And a lot of people are mistaken about it. Yeah. So, so when you sign, you get the keys. No. Okay. No, no. When you sign, you immediately get to move in. No. So, like, the HGTV 
like when they slide the keys across the table and they pick it up and it's you know you can faintly hear you know a full house in the background like ah. they're having a dinner yeah. party usually yes right yeah. straight into <clears throat> full blown socialization yeah. yes yeah. it doesn't work like that um, not even close unless you have worked it out with the other side ahead of time right but for uh, a standard traditional deal per a regular contract nothing extra yeah. It's um, not that way yeah. ever. And we get to be the bearer of bad news because everybody has this false pretense of coming in thinking, oh, I get my keys like right whenever I sign. No. I mean, not unless they're paying cash because it funds immediately. Right. <clears throat> but if you're getting a loan, that money has to get routed out, sent to a bank, sent to another bank, sent to however many destinations to get to the seller's bank to pay off the mortgage. And then once that has been released, that's when you actually, it's called funding, right? So it's when both sides fund. That is whenever you get the keys. The title company is <clears throat> the only one, that they are the first people to know. Right. They typically let the agents know, and then the agents let the prospective their prospective clients now. So that's in a quick nutshell. What what's been your typical time frame? What's the range at least? It really depends. For a loan and a reputable lender, I don't really care which one. Sure. One just yeah. one that doesn't completely suck. Um, usually funding can happen within three to four hours. Sure. From everybody Signing. Keyword is everybody. Yeah. Everybody has to sign. So, but it can get a little <clears throat> wonky because if the seller signs later, mm -hmm. it might not necessarily take that long because the buyer's half of things have already started. So not necessarily three to four hours from everybody signing. Correct. Necessarily. That's tricky. <laughs> the whole process is tricky. And I... I I never want to berate um, people who want to sell it on their own, but what they don't tell you is how much help they needed throughout the process. Like if you don't do it, if you don't sell a ton of homes on your own, or often, or whatever, you don't realize like that. How much I'm going to knock it over. It's just going to happen. I'm going to end up knocking that tin over. Um, but how much? Communication goes on between agents, the title companies, um, the lenders. Everybody. There's right. so many phone calls going on and so many emails and text messages to figure out who's closing when and keys and all this other jazz. So you have to have a title company to sell a house or buy a house. Like, you have to. There's no way around that. Right. They take care of all the back-end stuff that we couldn't possibly handle. Um, they help transactions run according to time smoothly all that good stuff and then they are the ones that facilitate the like last steps on closing day so typically um you sign your closing docs with them mm -hmm. in their office or they will come to you sure um and then they facilitate the money going wherever it needs to go and then they let everyone know that it's all done <laughs> So, like, it's super helpful to have all of this 
both sides have this figured out. Oh, he's so pathetic. Um, for those of you who are listening, not watching, she is like, just like nestled into Corey's arm. She is faking exhaustion. She's been sleeping all day. Uh, <laughs> so for you want it, you'd like to get it hashed out ahead of time, so that whenever closing day comes, everybody's set, jet ready to go. I I like to tell people to take the day off. I get that you I get that a lot of people can't. Trust me, I 100% understand that. Not everybody can take the day off. Fair. However, um, it's probably a really good idea to, or if you were a buyer, I would try and close as early in the day as possible. Because if you're going to go back to work, why not close in the morning, tell your boss, like, hey, I got to come in about an hour and a half late, depending on where your office is and or where your work is and where the title company is. You know, close at 9, sign your documents. Buyers, it's going to take you about an hour, depending on your questions. It could take less. And lenders can fly through paperwork if, if you are not asking a ton of questions. You're like, I got places to be. I got 45 minutes or less. We need to get through this paperwork. Then your lender will typically like fly through stuff responsibly fly through stuff with you. Um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So, buyers, sign at 9. That would be the best because the last wire that goes out for the day is what the time companies tell us, like 2 or 3. Yeah, something like that. So, like, I think it's 3 o'clock is, like, the last wire goes out. Because you're also working on bank, bank hours. And if you sign at 4 o'clock... The odds that you're if you, if you start, start signing at four, yeah, you're probably not going to get the house that day, and that's just that's just the kind of you know. But fun tough, fact, tough like your this is where your agent is also important because they need <clears throat> to guide you to do the right thing here because technically, on a regular contract, mm -hmm. when you pick your closing date, you are also agreeing to facilitate sign. Funding on the same day. So you're agreeing that you're going to sign paperwork at a time mm -hmm. that results in funding happening on that date in that contract. So, like, it's all there in those, like, 12 lines of that paragraph where everybody only just cares about the date. Right. You, there's more to it. Like, mm -hmm. you have to be a responsible party to that transaction. Right. So people will typically ask us, well... What's the latest that we can sign? Right. I, I hear that more often than, how early can we get there? Yeah. It's like, what's the latest that we can sign? I typically tell people 1 o'clock. Yeah. Even two, that makes me a little anxious. 2 makes me, yeah. Like, 1 o'clock, I'm at like, out of, on a scale from 1 to 10, I'm like 4, you know. Uh, 2, I'm at like a 6.5. If they say like 3, I'm like, I'm like 9 anxiety level. I'm like, I really hope that everything funds because, I, but like you were saying, Jess, that's where agents come into play, communication. I'm going to flat out tell you, if we sign at 3 o'clock, I cannot guarantee that you're going to get the house that day. I just can't. But we've had this conversation way beforehand, multiple times. Right. So, um, it's just, which is why whenever we're, that's why real estate is so hard. 
it's a very, it's simple, it's not easy. Real estate is simple, it's not easy. Because your closing date could get pushed back whenever you, from whenever you first wrote the offer. Or she's breathing so loud. <laughs> I don't know if the mic is picking it up or not. <laughs> Basically, yeah. That's if you heard that, that was Molly. Um, but that's that's the nuts and bolts of it. I could I get really fired up and passionate about it because <clears throat> so many agents do it wrong. Mm-hmm. So many agents take keys at the final walkthrough without asking. Yeah, that's a big no no. And like. A lot of buyers will set up like a locksmith or the cable guy or a painter or what have you for that day of closing, mm-hmm. thinking that it doesn't matter when mm-hmm. said serviceman gets there, mm-hmm. but like it does. Sure. <laughs> you can't have a locksmith changing out keys at 9 a.m. Right. Before anything's done. <laughs> right. And which is why I don't like closing on Fridays. Mm-hmm. I hate, if you're one of my buyers, or a prospective client of ours. I hate closing on Fridays. I would rather you get the locks changed the next day, and, like, I'm sorry if that doesn't work or what have you, but to facilitate a locksmith, you know, coming out, changing the locks, it's like, ask them to come at, like, 6 or 7 right. that day if you're going to do it, you know. Because you always run the risk of something not going according to plan and the house not being funded by whatever time whoever is there. Right. And then should... A seller or a listing agent want to get spicy, technically, you're trespassing. So they could pursue... Legal action if they wanted to. Jerk moves. But it's an option. Like, they're not in the wrong to do something like that. So no. just be aware. You're probably not going to get the keys the second you sign your paperwork. You're not going to get to go inside that second. But we will take care of you. Like, you will get in when you're allowed to, I promise. <laughs> Yes. It's not like we hold off, you know, because it's fun. No keys for you. Right. No, I'm trying to pass off keys like a hot potato. I do not want to hold on to keys. No. And neither do a lot of title companies. Right. So typically the listing agents hold on to them or have them at their office or whatever. And I mean, even when you see HGTV and you're thinking about that sort of, that sort of style of <clears throat> things with houses, like... Whether it be them handed the keys, like that house is done, it's been weeks of process of what they're doing, and then they have 19 people in the room, but if you listen closely, typically the video, you'll catch one of them and say, oh yeah, you know, they they came on back to check in on us Mm -hmm. after a month, and here we are. You know, it's like, yeah, things are now staged differently. It's like, oh, the house looks different. It's like, people living in the house. Isn't that weird? (laughs) Typically, closing day on HGTV show is like a week after the house is actually closed. Mm-hmm. I talked to a producer of one of the shows once because they were like interested in who I was working with at the time. Oh. Um, and basically like you had to have clients that were set to close when they like approached you so that by the time the ball was all taken care of and everything, they had closed and already owned the house. Yeah. Then you take them on like essentially fake showings for houses that they're not going to buy. <laughs> then they like show their own home. So TV isn't real? <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, And then they close on the house they've already bought, and then it's magic. 
But yeah, that was fun. <laughs> the process of HGTV is like Grey's Anatomy. I made the reference before the show. I'm gonna drop it on you the mic. He doesn't watch, watch Grey's Anatomy. He doesn't watch it. I don't, I don't it. watch he it. Do it. I'm I've only heard. on season seven, but I count as a viewer. Fair enough. I'm just saying that, like, I've, like, Caitlin has told me. Um, <laughs> Your she, nurse sister. My nurse sister. Yes. She's like, oh yeah, they like show a trait. She's like, that's not how you do it. It's wrong. Wrong. So wrong. Fake, fake house stuff by real agents. Uh, yeah. Most of the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it's illegal to portray yourself as a real estate agent if you don't have a real estate license. Well, if it's TV and you're acting, that could get a little fuzzy. Yeah, dis yeah. Disclaimers. Yes. A lot of red flags. Okay, but like <laughs> movies, people <laughs> pretend to be things they're not all the time. I mean, fair. I don't see a disclaimer well, on that. That's right. <laughs> a closing day, typically, it's it's a it's typically really smooth. Right, it's, it's sound, not a big deal. No, it, we're kind of making it sound worse than what it is. So how much? Not I mean, really. how much work are you talking? You're talking. You said for a buyer to come in and on closing day to assign everything, what they have to do is going to take up how much time? About 45 minutes. 45 yeah. minutes to an hour or so of yep. them doing anything. Because they have to sign title work and loan paperwork. Within that loan. day, once the funding goes through, they will receive keys. Yep. Depending on your time, as long as you're responsible and right. do your due diligence with that. Sign your paperwork at 9 a.m. Everything goes according to plan. Seller signs prior to 2 p.m. You're going to be in the house by 3. Yeah. Simple as that. Yeah. For the most part, like Ooh. I'm a little nervous, like making direct statements like that. But in a perfect world, <laughs> that's how that should go. Now, just said <laughs> we can't make direct statements because everything is so fluid. I don't have a crystal ball. Right. But just said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's that. Uh, uh, that's all we got, at least for closing and possession and keys and yes, and all that stuff. Um, but to wrap up. We have... The cocktail portion. The cocktail portion of the week. <laughs> da -da 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 -da. The cocktail portion of the week today is um, what I am currently drinking. Not a cocktail at all, actually. It is. It's alcohol. It's, a, it's booze. It's, I mean, it's a liquor <laughs> that you drink as a cocktail. You don't mix it with anything. <laughs> I drink scotch on the rocks. <laughs> that is currently uh, my drink of choice. Taste um, the... Oh, yeah. Boop, boop. Um, so it's Dewar's, uh, for those of you listening, not watching, uh, it's Dewar's, it's a white label. It's not terribly expensive. It's a nicer, um, smoother scotch as far as scotches go. Um, I got into scotch because I was into whiskeys first and then I kind of, you know, you do your like whiskey Coke and then you do whiskey water and then you do whiskey, you know, rocks and then whiskey meat. That's how I transitioned into scotches, which I did scotch and water. Then I did scotch rocks, and depends on what the scotch is, but you could do scotch neat or not. But, oh my gosh. And what's this? Oh, fun, super fun. These are the ice cube trays that I like to use. Corey, These you ones, better bring props for your cocktail next week. <laughs> These are the circle ones. Um, they're like massive, like the size of the palm of my hand, like which is spherical. Spherical ice cubes. And I only need one in a standard glass. It's not like you pour yourself an eight ounce pour of scotch. Well, know, some people probably do. Some people probably We're do. We're not I judging. Don't. No, no judgment, guys. <clears throat> um, and then this is just, I know, right? Corey thinks I'm a full-blown alcoholic. No, these, I mean, these are... <laughs> you missed it completely. Yeah. Carry on. 
It's fine. Uh, and then these ones are just the bigger, like, cube trays. There's only six. You know, they're in that rubbery material. What about those whiskey stones? Do you have any of those? I've had whiskey stones before, um, and they're nice. Um, you, you don't know, get you, any water. You don't get any water, no. Um, that is the nice part about them. The downside is that they run out of coolant. They run out I of say, cold. <laughs> they run out of cold. They, <laughs> they stop being cold after, like, a drink. Mm. Um, whereas if I put, you know, one of those spheres in there, I can use the same sphere for, you know, a couple of cocktails and then call it a day. Um, but yeah, so that's the cocktail. Uh, so there's... Bam. Oh, that was a fun episode of coffee contracts oh. and cocktails. Come on. We didn't. We didn't. We could reshoot Stop. real quick. Not again. <laughs> Mm-mm. <laughs> Listen, if we ever have technical difficulties again, like, you're just not getting a podcast that week. I cannot Probably be bothered not. with a new recording of the oh, same topic. His head is so tiny. <laughs> oh, this Christmas episode. Um, my ears. Oh, my leg. <laughs> That's what it reminded me of. I know. This is, this is from my Grinch costume. This is so tiny. <clears throat> so tiny in my head. Okay, Scrooge. You, you didn't give me a hat. Yeah. You <laughs> threw hats at everyone else. <laughs> uh, no, we do hope that you guys have a super awesome holiday, I say season, um, Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever it is that you celebrate, we hope that you guys have a totally awesome one. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. And a very nice new year. We will not be on next week. We are taking next week off. Word. Um, so we will not be cranking out a podcast. Hopefully you guys enjoy, and then uh, we'll catch up with you next time.